You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. There is the spirit of revelation in the house. Oh, thank you. Should I give this message first? We read something for service, and I just want us to start on that note again. Um, Lord Jesus, I want us to I want us to read something from Jeremiah chapter, Ezekiel eighteen. Towards the end of first service, as we we're praying, this word came to us, and I just want to share the. I want to say the same thing because I perceive that it's for somebody here also. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If any man be in Christ, a new creation, all things are passed away. We are disconnected from the old root and the problems of the old. I spoke by the Spirit to a woman for service. But after the service, a man also came to see me and said that it applied to him as well. That means that when the Lord says there's someone there, it might be more than one person. But God addresses us as individuals. That's, you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the Bible said that what mean ye that you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel saying, The fathers have eaten so grace. And the children's teeth are set on edge. Verse 3. As I live, said the Lord, you shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb. Say amen. amen. This is the scripture that destroys ancestral causes. This is what the Bible is saying. Behold, all the souls are mine, as the soul of the Father. So also is the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinned, it shall die. What does this mean? It said, used to be a parable in Israel. That the fathers have eaten so great, and the children's teeth are set on the edge. That means the fathers have done something, and the children are suffering the effects or the consequences of the father's action. It's happening with many people like that. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you don't know the truth, you are in bondage. That theory, that spiritual uh, equation... All that spiritual stuff has been demystified and has been defeated by Jesus. But people are still falling for it. God acknowledged that there was a time it used to be so. He said there was a time. The fathers will eat so grape, the children's teeth will be so. When you eat something so, it will pay your teeth. So he said the fathers have eaten so grape. Now the children are having toothache. That means the fathers have done something wrong. And their children are suffering the effects of what they have done. Then God swore by said, as I live, I will be sure that they don't use this proverb again. Amen. He said that every soul is mine. That means everybody will be responsible for his own action. That the sins of the father will no longer be transferred to the children. That's what the Lord said. Hallelujah. Amen. He even said that to them in the Testament before Jesus came. When we ended the first service, the Spirit of God told me to say that to a particular sister. Because... All the issues of our life, the wind, the storm blowing, the father in looking for success enters to some things. I pictured that the woman I was talking to should be in her mid 30s. I didn't know the possible, but the Spirit of God told me that that's why she hasn't married and that's why things are upside down. That's coming from the father. But Lord, I should tell her to meditate on this scripture that the fathers have written so grave, it shall not be used again in Israel. Now we are born again, and if God has said to that one, the Bible says, What I say unto you, I say unto all. So by extension, I extend it to everybody. If there is anybody here laboring and struggling because of the mistakes of the past generation, um, you ought to know that you are in Christ. 
all things are passing, all, th- all things are born. See, sometimes if you can't grab that truth, he uses anointed people to also help you. So I speak by the Spirit. Anybody under any labor, under any yoke, under any stress, there is transgenerational, there is something coming from the top, you are delivered right now. Amen. Lay hold of this scripture. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Is somebody with me? You know, it's our family who just don't rise, truly. But when somebody gets born again, that's from he ought to know that all things are passed away. Some, they just die young. When somebody's 40, then there's a cancer or something, and it's like that. When somebody gets born again, they knowledge. Something has happened to that lineage. I should do something about it. By accepting the truth. Not by going for deliverance. Accepting the truth. You shall know the truth. And it will make you free. But he has also sent me to minister to some. So I have just spoken by the Spirit. Any kind of snare or spell is broken. Amen. Somebody shout a louder amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Father. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Let's read something from there. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. I also want to read from Jacob. Remind me if I... And I have very little time. Jacob. No, so let's read first Corinthians. The Bible says, Born as it is written, I had not seen, here have not heard, neither have we entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. Can you say there are things prepared for me? Shout it again. Say one more time. But the Bible says, eyes have not seen it, ears haven't heard. Next verse, verse 10. But, somebody say amen. That's the thing for that but. Say amen. amen. But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. I started talking about vision for service. God has revealed to the God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. So let's go back to Isaiah 46 verse 10, where we started from. So what eyes have not seen, what ears have not had, they've been prepared for you. But then they are revealed by the Spirit. Are you okay? Are you, are you, are you, are you with me? Now Isaiah 46 verse 10, the Bible says, let's read, uh, talking about God who declares the end from the beginning. And the Bible says that declaring the end, let's start from verse, verse 9. The Bible says, remember the former things of old. I am God and there is none beside me. Thank God is God. And there is none like me. Thank God there is none like him. Verse 10. He said declaring, that means this is how I operate. I declare the end from the beginning. God doesn't start something that he has not finished. Is somebody with me? He finishes it first, then he starts. So when Moses, before he was called at all, as he was stumbling around the desert, going and taking Jethro's sheep around, and just wandering around, he just found himself on Mount Oreb. 
and he saw the bush burning and the leaves were not burning. And he heard a voice, remove your shoe, I am the Lord God of Isaac and Jacob, and blah, blah, blah. And then he was afraid to look upon God. And God said, I am sending you to Egypt to bring out my people. And he said, when you bring them out, you are going to worship me on this mountain. That means this is the end of the drama, but let's start the drama now. Are you with me? This is where you are coming to. But now you have to go and start from Egypt. Known unto God, Acts chapter 15 verse 18, and all his works before the foundation of the earth. God doesn't start planning when you pray. God planned before your prayer. That's why the Bible says that eyes have not seen what God has prepared, not what he is preparing. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. But you need vision. That's what Jesus said. He said this way, John, John 16 verse 13. I was talking about when the spirit of truth shall come. He said, he will, let's read John. Albeit when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself. Whatever he shall hear, he shall say. He shall speak. He will show you things to come. God is very concerned or is interested in showing you things to come. And we are going to read two things. And maybe I will stop here. Maybe we will continue next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. So when the Spirit comes, He will show you. And I told the first service. This is how it works. Jesus said in His prayer, where you want to pray, He said, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it. It will be done on earth. Talking about future. Let it be done on earth. But then when it comes to heaven, He said, As it is in heaven. Heaven and earth are not running the same, the same timetable. Now, this is the reality. When God shows you a vision, He shows you what He sees in heaven that you are yet to see on earth. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So, a vision is a picture of God's plan as it is in heaven that is yet to manifest on earth. So, when Joseph said, I dreamt, and he saw the sheep bowing, it was yet to happen. The brothers tried to stop him, but they helped the dream to come to pass. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. This is why when God talks, He talks as He sees things. So we looked at Abraham and we looked at Gideon for, for service. Let's look at Gideon again. Chapter 6, you know. Uh, he was a small boy who was hiding things. I don't have time to go to the old story, but let's start from where we started. Judges chapter 6 verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, The Lord is with you, thou mighty man of valor. Verse 13. And Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why all these things are happening and everything? Verse 14. The angel that said, we didn't hear what he said. He said, The Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might. What might? And save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. It was that from the beginning. He himself was hiding from the Midianites. He was afraid of them. And then an angel showed up and said, You know what? Mighty man, how are you? <laughs> and you're like, Mighty man. <laughs> Mighty man. And before he finished, the angel said, You know what? Go in this your strength and save Israel. I'm sure Gideon thought that. Did this guy drink Shekwe or something? <laughs> Are you telling me he was after that? And they started smoking weed. Or oh, two things. Either this angel is not normal, or God sent this angel to someone else. So he gave the angel his ridiculous, dirty, and nasty CV. 
He said to the angel that, let me update you. Let me just help you. Don't think God an angel. You are more intelligent than myself. He said, you see, I am from the tribe of Manasseh, which is the strong, smallest tribe in Israel. Now, Jacob gave birth to 12 children. You remember? Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, all those were Issachar, uh, Zebulon, Naphtali, Dan, uh, Joseph, and like that. Twelve children. Joseph was one of the twelve. Joseph gave birth to two boys. Manasseh and Ephraim. So they were not in the class of the first twelve. Are you, are you following me? The first twelve I mentioned. And then Joseph was one of the twelve. Then he gave birth to, his son, to two sons. So they were grandchildren of Jacob. Why the rest were children of Jacob? Are you, are you, understand? Are you, are you with me? Now... But when Jacob wanted to die, Manasseh was the firstborn. Jacob reversed the order. He put his right hand on Ephraim, the secondborn, and made him the firstborn. And the Bible says from that day, Ephraim became the firstborn. So what this guy was explaining to the angel, that you don't understand. You have 12 tribes. They are the leading tribes. Out of the 12 tribes, Benjamin was the lastborn. So even Benjamin is superior to us. He said, now, we are... Joseph's children. So we don't even measure to the first twelve. Now, among the children of Joseph, my clan was the firstborn, but our grandpa made the secondborn the firstborn. Technically, 14 tribes of Israel, my tribe is the smallest. That's what I'm saying. That if you arrange according to order by God, Judah became number one later, even though Reuben was the firstborn. That means in this world, you can overtake. May you not be overtaken. Are you with me? Reuben was the firstborn, but later Judah became the firstborn. That's what the Bible says. So Judah was told, Judah the fourthborn became the firstborn later. But then it was said that if you are arranged, maybe you put Judah for put Simeon second. He said, but you put Benjamin 12, Ephraim will be 13, Manasseh will be 14. He said, so we are the smallest tribe in Israel. So I see that is not enough. In that smallest tribe, my father's house is the smallest family in that smallest tribe. Now, that is, I see that's not enough. In my father's house, I am the last born. So when you arrange Israel, <laughs> I am probably the last man under. And you are here telling me I should go and deliver Israel. I say, I told you, that you see your life. <laughs> that this expression should make you know that you just, I mean, you just messed up talking trash here. <laughs> but the angel said, go why the angel was speaking from God's perspective. Gideon saw weaknesses, but God saw strength. Because of what God told Abraham, and this is the beginning of a vision, there is a principle, and that was the only one I shared with them first time. Don't look at where you are, look from where you are. Wherever a man is on earth, he can look up. Hallelujah. Even when your physical eyes are shut, nobody can imprison your imagination except yourself. And your imagination is what God needs. Unto him that is able to do a sitting abundantly above all we ask or imagine. When a man is down and something inside you, people have risen to become world champions, great men on earth, from nothing, from obscurity to land, from nothing to something, by the power of imagination, ability to conceive a vision from within. Because anything you see inside, if you maintain the picture and walk towards it, you will reproduce it outside. The journey starts with this. So I, I, I told them something. Genesis 13. Let's read that from that verse 14. 
And then we get to the precise verse 17. Genesis 13. Are you, are you following me? Is hey, somebody with me? Look at it. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, God waited for Lot to go first. Uh, there, there, it's possible that there are people in your life who will affect the level of blessing you walk in. Many people don't know that destiny is too precious that for you to be playing with everybody. Who are your friends? Everybody's your friend. Everybody's your friend. There's nobody that makes serious advancement in life with everybody being his friend. Hallelujah. And see, per level in your life, there are groups you have to walk away from. It is painful, but it's important. If you discover that nothing is being added by these people, you have to move. If you move, you might be the one that will help them later in the future. But you need to grow to be able to help. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. And life does not run on sentiments. But Africans are very sentimental. There are some things that are good about our culture, but there are some things that are bad. It is good to be able to have your parents and people around. But you see, I think balance is the key. The Western world, they've, go, they've gone the other way around. That your parents must send a message and call and call, 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 call that they want to visit you. But Africans have used it to just come in anywhere, anytime. You know, there are people, the mother, somebody told me that and I was shocked. They just got married and the mother would just be entering their room. The groom's mother. He still thought he was dealing with, not knocking, he would just open the door, she would just open that. The man said, Mom, <laughs> it's not done. In love and humility, you have to explain to mommy, no, 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 this is not right. How can you... She was still seeing the small boy she gave back to 29 years ago or 30 years ago. All things have passed away. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, there are too many men who don't understand that God is not happy with you. If you can't put your foot down some things. You are not allowing divine order to prevail in your family. You allow it said there must be a divine order. One of the orders that you must protect your wife. How can somebody, anybody just walk in because they are causing No, I'm not saying we should be rude to our parents or we should no. But see, some of them don't know. And you are the one that we have to explain to them. It might have been what is going on in the family, but it is not right. Hallelujah. Some some parents will just call the guy and tell him what to do. They don't care about the wife. Because it's their son. It is wrong. Two have become one. They have to be carried along. And if a man, you have to establish so that. Love your parents, honor them, give to them, support them. No doubt about that. But don't allow them to rule over the house. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother. Is that true? The Bible is forever our guideline. The Bible says you should leave your father and your mother. Not that you should, don't go and visit them. And the Bible is saying that be independent. That's what the Bible is saying. Hallelujah. Amen. I was watching one in African magic. Once when I have time, when I want to enjoy myself, I love African magic because I know the end from the beginning. And I can't even produce it. So I was watching one like that. They got married and the, the, the mother was still bringing food to come and to bring to their house. He said, my son, when he was with me, he used to eat this. When he was with you. He's no more with you. He has a wife. Now the wife is the one that should cook. And the wife will go and sit in the kitchen and she'll be crying. Because the mother will bring food. It will soup for one week. So this is what... What are you saying to that wife? The way some people hurt the... And you know, if you were the wife, would you like it? What pains me most are some of the women who cried 
while growing up, who were victimized, they grow up to start victimizing their daughter-in-law. So, why? Amen. <laughs> if you bring that vegetable to my house, nobody will eat it in the house. We will eat what my wife will cook. Thank God my parents are never like that. Say, why should they do that? Just, hey, 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 Wally, see me this afternoon. Come now, now. Ah, mommy, my son, my wife, no, see me now. Come. I tell you why, that's sorry. I was planning to go to her, but I have to. If you tell her that I'm not seeing my parents, okay, oh, it's okay. A good woman will not say, don't go. But when it is a command, anyhow, where is your, are you a man? Hallelujah. Some African men, they will get angry with this message. But you know, I don't care. Also, there are, there are still some African men. Uh, this is how it ought to be. Even in the real African setting, they, uh, they understood that a man should be independent, really. So it's not really African, it's more of a weakling you are, if you are doing that, you are allowing things to. You should set the right order in the house. Honor your parents, but explain certain things to them. So that the family can get it right. It's not that they are wicked. Some of, the, they, some of them just don't know. That's the way things have always been. And that's the way they want it to continue. Somebody said that the mother came to the elder. Without saying, they just entered the kitchen, started slicing yam and said, and she told them that what your wife would decide is not what we are eating. This is what I think we should eat. And madam should have done that in your husband's house. And the son was there standing. The mommy said, mommy shed, mommy shed, it's now yam. I wanted to eat rice before, but mommy shed, now it's rice we should eat. <laughs> Women will like this kind of message. <laughs> they don't like rivals. <laughs> if you're a woman, if you're happy with what I'm saying, the question is, see your head, why did you marry him? <laughs> you had a choice. You didn't you see that where you were before you got married? That the boy is that is, is not a man, it's a boy. You should have seen that. If you didn't see it, you deserve a knock on your head. That means you can't see. You are spiritually or socially so short sighted. Praise the Lord. Let's leave marriage alone. Let's progress. <laughs> the Lord you know, said, When Lord separated from him, lift up your eyes now, look from the place where you are, northward, southward. Eastward, westward. Everybody say, from the place where you are. We will talk about Lot another day. It's a, it's a, it's a big sermon, so we'll talk about Lot another day. How Lot, you have to let go of Lot. If you don't let go of Lot, you cannot hear. God, the Bible clearly says that God waited for Lot to go. When Lot left, then God spoke. Many times people are asking, why, God, why is God not giving me direction? You might have Lot. If you have Jonah in your boat, your boat will sink. With all your prayers. You have to remove Jonah. Removing Jonah doesn't make you wicked. You are even helping Jonah. He must go to where he sinks. If you don't let Jonah go to where he's supposed to go to, he will sink you and him together. If you don't need Jonah in your life, red card. Jonah, bye-bye. Amen. <laughs> and you know the funny thing? When there's problem, Jonah's always sleeping. They are the cause of the problem, so they are comfortable in the problem. The people were pouring water out. All of them were crying. Jonah didn't pray a single prayer. He was sleeping. And he was watching Chelsea match in his dream. <laughs> when the guy saw him, they said, oh God, Are you alright? You are sleeping. And the guy woke up and said, What's his problem? <laughs> what is the problem? Can't you see that we're about sick? He said, We or you? 
I said, oh boy, they told them, they said, calm down, guys. Carry me and throw me inside. But they wanted to be nice. Being nice is not one of the fruits of the Spirit. Kindness is different from being nice. Some of the men that we deal with some women very well when they are married, they are usually nice at the beginning. You are nice to chicken until the day of Christmas or a night before. If rain is so, you will rush out and carry, carry the chicken from under the rain. As if you care. And the chicken is happy. He cares. He loves me. I cannot say why. <laughs> the chicken is happy. You suspect that there are snakes or something outside. You carry the chicken inside. He's wondering. I never see this kind of love before. <laughs> you know, he said, <laughs> but the guy watches <laughs> on the 24th in the night. <laughs> Something is boiling on fire. <laughs> it's wondering if you want to pour the water on his enemy. Then the next thing is, oh boy, it's time for you to lay down your life. <laughs> but you appear to be nice initially. You know what I'm saying? So, somebody can be nice. When you want to make some decisions, don't be nice. What you ought to do, you ought to do. Hallelujah. Are you with me? It's why some people cannot break an abusive relationship. You are dating, it's already hitting you, and you can't leave because you are like, what will happen to him? What will happen to him when you leave? Nothing will happen to him. You go and look for another woman. Period. Some people will say that, I remember, I told that this lady, she's a reporter on one of the stations now. If I call her, then she has said, she has given her story on, on Radio Station many times. She just came back from UK where she had a master, she was doing well. Told me that she bought, she didn't buy grade A to go, but she bought a brand new car. Met this guy. So they promoted her in her band. She was, the band brought her from Abraham and worked with them here. And she met this guy, and the guy started. And she said that on the day of her wedding, she was crying like somebody that lost a baby. That the chief bridesmaid said, should we run away? He said, ah, what will my mom say? And he said, that was what happened to her all along. Three times that she told the mom that this guy hits me. He's always using me to borrow money from the bank and he will not pay back. And the mom kept saying that, what would people say? Atira Shebi, to hell with Ashebi. What is, I, I don't know what is, say, what will, ah, people will, what will people say? What will, say yeah, what will people say? They will say, you wanted to marry and now you've changed your mind. That's all. That's what they will say. Are you the first one to do that? And I told you before, people can only talk about you for three weeks. After three weeks, your story will expire. They gossip about someone else. In fact, the breaking, how to break, how to break the story is to appear the same. So that they all talk on that day and it ends. Because anytime they see you, it reminds them of what has happened. But you see, the earlier you allow them to see you, the better it is. On the second day, pass by everybody, neighbor, let all of them talk about it. She wanted to marry last week, she didn't marry. It has ended there. When they see you the following day, the effect on the story goes down more. They thought after the fourth or fifth, everybody is used to it. They've all heard. They've heard. Now they are still broke. Now they are having their problem. Those who are fighting are still fighting. So your story has expired. Nepal don't have lights. There is war in Benway. Everything will happen. Then they'll forget about you. That's all. Don't be in bondage that what will people say. Let them say whatever they like. Hallelujah. And when they got married, the guy showed her, made her to get money to the point that the bank wrote, she can never work again alive in any financial institution by what they wrote on her. 
That's why she, she had to start again. She told me, said, Pastor, I suffered. That I started multimedia radio presentation. He said, those who were training me, I was older than all of them. She chose her career, banking world, but a guy made her to lose everything. Yoruba will say, I want to talk about Jasham. I understand a bit of Yoruba. I grew up in Abilita. I'm telling you, when you start seeing some signs and you ignore them, you are setting up yourself for destruction. Don't be too nice. Don't accommodate nonsense. Once you see some signs that this will harm us in the future, how can you be nice against your own soul? You are nice to somebody that you know that this thing we are playing is dangerous and you are nice to him. So, boy, I love you. I love you enough to tell you that you see, don't come around there again. Period. That's all. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, where are we? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Give me that scripture again. Why are you projecting this now? You don't have scriptures again. Where are we? Where are we reading? <laughs> That Genesis 13. Let's read. I want to see. So, I started with lots going. But let's just read further. The Bible says, For the land without sea, to you I will give it unto your seed. Everybody say, The land, the land. that you see. Yes. Now, use your personal answer. The land that I see. Is the one God will give me. I'm going to stop here today. The land that you see. I will give it to yourself. Now, verse 16. Look at what the Lord said to him. I will make thy seed and say, then verse 17, this is where we are going. Arise, walk through the land, the length of it, and the breadth of it, I will give it to you. I, was, I told them for service, this wasn't a physical thing. He said, your seed and yourself, I will give the land. Remember, God gave them over 30 nations to conquer. Is it possible to walk the length and breadth of 30 countries? Is it possible? Are you with me? God told Abraham that walk around the nations. By the time Joshua was conquering the promised land, they conquered over 23 nations to 30 nations or so. So when God told Abraham that as long as you walk, I will give it to you, he was not talking about physical walking. That's what I'm trying to show you. Because you can't walk through 13 nations as Roma. You will die in the process. You will even get, can you walk, from, walk through Nigeria and say you can't? Now walk through Nigeria to Ghana, Ghana to... No. What God was doing with Abraham, he was training his imagination to be able to see. When he told Abraham that walk through the land, walk from within. He said, the land you see, I will give you. He said, walk through it. You need to get to a destination in your heart first before you get to it physically. The only people that have money that they don't have inside first are those who will have to draw. And I've told you for statistically, they did a research in America. 98% or so of those who win raffle draw, after three months, they lose all the money. Wrong investment because you can never have money beyond the wisdom operating in your life. When people win Japan and again, they say, what they have found out is that if the money in the apostles' account, if it's ranged before, was, before he won the uh, Japan, was 200,000, 150,000, if he wins 20 million, it will make wrong decisions. When the money gets to 150,000, it will make the right one. They studied this in America and they found it to be everybody that won raffle. How many people have become multimillionaire, great entrepreneurs in the world that got there by winning jackpots? Can you name anyone? Whether in Nigeria or abroad, nobody. But you see every now and then they do these bonanzas a lot in America. People win. What happens to them after that? They, they waste everything. Because God has never designed. You can't have money accidentally. If you do, you will lose it after a while. 
Because you can, there's something you can undo per time. Your capacity from within. This is why those who spend their time abusing the rich will not touch money. The thinking of a rich man is different from the thieves. I'm talking about those who are generally rich, not the thieves. The thinking of a rich man is different from the thinking of a poor man. Your capacity within must be enlarged to be able to handle some things outside. That's the truth. Hallelujah. If they give you a company that the turnover is beyond what you have ever handled by men by far, either you quickly go for serious knowledge or you will mess up the company to come down. When they start producing the amount you are familiar with, it will start working. It will stay there. It will be dropping, dropping. When it gets to the area where you have to stay, like that. Because the plan is that it is a land you will see that can be given to you. And seeing is from within. If you don't have the capacity from within, you cannot have it outside. Are you with me? It is also the reason. See, anybody can marry anybody. If a man that is 40 or 50, let's say 50, is now a billionaire, his wife dies. Himself and his wife, they labor to grow the wealth. Now they enter penance, they have so much money, and the wife dies, and he marries a girl that is 25. If she just graduates, but there's nothing inside her head, other than I went to school, I want to marry a rich man, she will suffer in that marriage. The first you realize is that they are, they are in two worlds. That what we help her is if all along she had prepared herself or she's prepared herself intellectually. Every time I look at Pastor Tai would call her Pastor Numpty, you could see she has been a PhD now. That be someone that was going to step into Pastor Bimbo's shoes. She had worked herself, both spiritually and there, so she could fit. Unnecessarily, you must get to a point where you are nice in life that we don't get things by chance. Africans must be told that thing. That's why some people read a lot. They have a good job, they are reading. They still get back at home and they read now. They can see more. They see the land. They know they need more capacity to enter the land. Why others relax? They just relax. Hoping that one day a sudden breakthrough will get them to a level that it doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. When you see overnight success, that, over, that night must be the longest night. It is possible for one move to make a man rich. But check that man. He must have prayed for that one move for a long time. That's the truth. I don't, um, I don't send any political party or anything. But I just want to give this as, as an example. When the former governor of Lagos, actually Chief Bola Tinubu, called Fashola to be the governor, one of the people around said something about him. As the chief of staff, he could tell all the waste places in Lagos from his head. He could tell all the bridges in Lagos from his head. He was not a politician. He was a chief of staff. So when he became the governor, it was easy for him. Remember that somebody should be the accountant general of Lagos one time before he went abroad. It's his capacity. It's, these are not accidents. So now they make you governor. You are scratching your bridge. <laughs> where is that bridge? You, know? say, where? you don't even know areas in Lagos. They said all the staff found out that somehow he was chief of staff, but he knew so many things. I know the first thing. He said it one day that the former governor used to do party every Friday for all the senior staff of state house. Fashola was the only one that never attended the party once. By 4 o'clock on Friday, he's on his way to his house reading. Those who were there at the party thought that this guy would choose them. He didn't choose any one of them. You must be prepared. Actually, when this vision is burning in your heart, it will burn you. You can't live like other people. You are driving towards something. 
and it's written all over you that you are driving towards something. No extra time for jargons. That's what they cost for people that you are the one that goes to do everybody's birthday. Everybody. How come you are the only one that your friends get angry when you don't show up at a meeting? I have friends. If they do birthday, I'm not there. I'm not there. That's all. I have been able to establish before my family and brother that God and my purpose, they are more important to me than any other thing. If God, God forbid, if, they, if I don't go for your party and the reason is that, oh, it's on admission, you will excuse me away. But if I don't go and I say the reason is I was reading or preparing for something, if you get angry, you don't love me. You will pardon me for being sick, but you will not pardon me for pursuing my destiny to come and sit down and be eating rice with you. I can buy rice at TFC. And I can cook it myself. Even though I'm a bad cook, but then at least I can cook. I can cook the one that satisfies me. I love my food when I go. Nobody, they all abuse me when I cook in the house. But I, I take pleasure in my, the work on my hand. <laughs> when I cook, nobody eats. I tell them. And I start bragging. I brag from the beginning to the end. If I was, I'm going to tell my wife that the reason why I don't want to give anybody this food is that if they taste mine, they will never eat your food again. So let me protect you out of love. That's what I do. I, I don't eat past rice and indomie. Actually, that's about the only thing you see me. And, but when I'm cooking, okay, I mean, I like frying stew. I start talking. They all listen to me. I, I thought I like to leave the kitchen that the master has arrived. So let's let the small ones leave. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> when I was younger, my mom used to say the same thing. I was like, only, only me. <laughs> Whatever I cook, I eat alone. <laughs> if you try, you might punch. <laughs> but it goes well with me. And, <laughs> and that makes it good. So nobody shares with me. I enjoy it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> One day I made that my last. <laughs> when I saw it, I hid it from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I made porridge one day also. By chance, I got it right. I was so happy. But I put plenty of sugar. <laughs> when they saw the shape, they were happy with me. But when they tasted it, they said, Oh God. Why are you like this? Sugar in porridge. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, when you visit me, I will entertain you. Just tell me what you want. <laughs> or we sign an agreement before that you will not complain <laughs> and I will be responsible for your health afterward <laughs> hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus look from where you are I want to stop here it begins from within what do I do to give my strength to give myself strength from within to be able to see far we'll talk about it in a while I remember in the film 300 when the guy was about to throw, what's his name on Leonardo? When he was about to throw the, the spear, the, comment, the guy around the commentary said that when they want to see far, they narrow their vision. And when they do, they must see far. It happens with everybody. It's the reason why we can be under the sun successfully, it's not born in any one of us. When you get a magnifying glass and you focus that same sun on a paper, the paper catches fire. We are going to talk about focus. Those who are focused are blind to other things. And we'll talk about this. Why, why did Paul say one thing I do? It's the language of champions. 
all of you that are here, if you are under the age of 30, and you don't know one thing you are living for, if you cannot summarize your assignment into one, you've not started your journey. If I say that Tiger Woods, you will say golf. If I say long tennis, if I say uh, 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 Federer, you say long tennis. If I say the government or Nadal, you say long tennis. If I say uh, football, Messi, you say football, Ronaldo football. There are some people you will even class them. If I say that, uh, then of course I say a striker. And if I mention some names, you will easily say this is a defender. If I mention, if you talk about Angela Jolio, so you will say that uh, m- m- movie. If I say uh, Jabba, I say 24. And all those things. People whose names are known all over the world, they are not known for many things. They are usually known for one thing. One thing. Begin to think, what exactly are you living for? If you say real bonky, you will see evangelism. If you say a you say breakthrough or prosperity. If you say actually, you say miracles. Can you see what I'm saying? Everybody has one thing. If you say bright belief, you say discipleship. Everybody has one thing. When I say Nathaniel Bassi, you say gospel music. It's not the only gospel singer. The time. If you say, even Linda Ikeji, you say that uh, maybe somebody that writes and everything. I'm not saying gossip. I'm saying that. Some, some people say I don't know. But I'm just saying that she writes and all those things. Until your name, your name, even if I say she can't, <laughs> you will tag him to something. As of four years, he was one of the top, top most, uh, most influential people in the world or so. Because he was influential. Inflicted enough pain to merit that word. And they don't say good inflation people. Inflation is inflation, whether good or bad. Also, I'm likely to enter the list. Those who did something. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshomakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.